The New York antibody test results are in. Cuomo uses the COVID-19 death to cover for bankrupting his state. And the left thinks Trump told them to eat AirPods. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to the Raging Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news together. Now let's get into this. Preliminary antibody estimates in New York are in. This proves that the virus is more widespread and less deadly than anticipated. This shows that lockdowns were totally unnecessary as we came nowhere near medical resource peaks. In Long Island, it says about 16.7% tested positive. New York City, 21%. Westchester, 11%. The rest of the state, just under 4%. Now, if this is true, if these antibody tests are correct, this means that millions of people in New York have already been infected with the virus, not you know, way higher than the, the confirmed count. This means that the death rate would be about 0.5%, far off from that whole 5% that we've been lied to about. This proves that we're, out, we're obviously nearing more towards herd immunity. And if we're going to use these numbers and scale them, if one-fifth of New York City was already infected, if this is true, 100% of New York could have been infected and we would still not even be near peak medical resource count. The whole purpose of lockdown was to slow the spread enough This way we don't go over the peak medical resource because once we go over peak medical resource, that is when more people will die because they're not going to be able to get the treatment. The virus is inevitable. People who would get infected would get infected unless we come up with a cure in the next few days. But literally 100% of New York City could be infected and we still wouldn't be near peak medical resource. So obviously 100% of the population would not have been infected with a virus. That's just preposterous. That doesn't happen. Usually herd immunity kicks in by that point or the point where, you know, somebody who wouldn't even be infected, you know, that sometimes it just bounces right off them, the virus. We did not need to shut the world down to deal with this virus that's literally giving us numbers more comparable to the flu than doomsday. I've been saying it since day one. We are being lied to about the fatality rate. We're being lied to about the death count. As more data comes out, the left always says, oh, don't listen to me. Listen to the science. The science says your science is BS. Stop giving us this BS information to keep us on indefinite lockdowns. You got to think, why do they want us on lockdown so much? Uh, maybe to crash the damn economy like they've been trying to be doing for the last three and a half years to, to, to hurt Trump. It's nonstop with these people. The Democrats don't care, but they care about the greater good. And they think the greater good means, oh, if we deal with the crashed economy now, we could come back and the Democrats can come back with their full socialism for the greater good. You know, it's for the greater good. You only have to deal with one economic depression. Then we'll get our socialism in. That's for the great. They always think about for the greater good. Nothing's for the greater good. That's, in, that's impossible. There's no such thing. The only thing that's truly for the greater good is more freedoms the free, and having the, the facts and the information and honesty. That is the only thing that can be for the greater good. And the Democrats are none of the above. None of the above. They never let a good crisis go to waste. They're going to drag these lockdowns out as long as they can because for the greater good. 
oh, we just got to crash the economy now. Trump won't win. We'll get Biden in. And then things will be better with Biden because we can get socialism. And that's for the greater good. That's all these people think about. Don't let them fool you. So here is some proof that Andrew Cuomo is inflating the death count to get those sweet federal bucks. This whole virus is turning to a game of politics. Now, this is what Cuomo is tweeting out. One of the real dumb ideas of all time came from Senator Mitch McConnell. He suggests his suggestion to let states go bankrupt makes no sense. He says he wants he, he doesn't want a blue state bailout. 15,000 people died. This is no time for politics. You know, Andrew Cuomo's, it's not time for politics. We need money. Then he proceeds to make this all about politics. Listen to this. Let's talk about fairness, Mitch. New York State put $115 billion more into the federal pot than we take out. Kentucky takes $148 billion more from the federal pot than it puts in. But we don't deserve... Help now, because 15,000 people who died here were predominantly Democrats. What does the death of the, the, the party of the deceased matter when it comes to federal bailouts, bailout, the, uh, to bailing out states? Cuomo plunged this, this New York state into 100 million pl- billion plus in debt. He plunged them into debt. Over the reign of his governorcy. And now he sees a golden opportunity. The COVID-19 crisis. We're ground zero for COVID-19. You know what, Mitch? You better give us money because we got a crisis on our hands. You're going to have to bail me out for the last decade of tyranny. You're going to have to bail me out for that because now we have a crisis. There's no correlation between the two. Cuomo is holding New York State hostage. In his game of politics, who in their right mind blames this on the deaths being of Democrats? If anything, the people dying are of of the older crowd and are probably more likely to be the Republicans, the few Republicans in in New York State. So Andrew Cuomo is in the COVID-19 bailouts, his his state, um, for his state's pre-COVID $100 billion debt. He has all motive to inflate the death count to get what he wants. We know this. We know they're inflating the death count. That's why they added 4,000 deaths out of hashtag, or in quotes, presumed cases, presumed death from COVID. Why else would you try to inflate the stats if not for political purposes, if not for a political gain and a goal. Cuomo's job is to make COVID-19 seem as deadly and devastating as possible. This way, the feds will give him the bailout he desperately wants because he plunged the state into bankruptcy. It's a game of politics, and they're playing with the well-being and the lives of their citizens for politics. We're, we can't stand for this. He's holding, he's, say, he's saying we can't open until we get the money. How much money does it cost to tell people, go back to work, open your businesses? How much money does that cost? It doesn't cost a dime. The states will, the, the, the news 
We'll broadcast that message for free. It costs nothing. But you know what? Because he knows that the state, well, this is another thing. New York State is kind of leading the trend because New York State, well, New York City, has it the worst. So once New York City starts to open up, then that's when all the other cities and all the other states start to take notes and they start opening. Cuomo knows that since New York is the ground zero for the crisis, that people are gonna, that the other states, they're going to take notes from New York. So if New York is closed for another two months, all these other states are going to be like, well, we should stay closed for longer, too. Well, at least the, de- the dumb Democrat states. He knows that. And you know what? If it was up to me, I would be like, you know, just take the damn money, open up the state, and I want you to know you're a f- bag. <laughs> See, I censured myself. I think you guys knew what I was trying to say. But at this point, you know what? Actually, you know, it's either I would just give it to him or, or it's time to... To start, I'm not advocating for the revolution to start, but we're getting pretty damn close. He, I, I, there, there are times, I was talking to my mom on the phone who owns a small business, and she's saying, we, we, we're going to have to borrow money or take out a loan or do something because we can't afford to do what we're doing right now. And I'm like, mom, if it was up to me, I would storm the gates of the Capitol right now with a militia, if it was up to me. Because I'm seeing the direct effects that this tyrannical government is having on the people over a hoax, over a game of politics, to get a few bucks. You're going to hold tens of millions of people hostage. I say stop the protesting. You want to know a really, really good... I don't mean stop the protesting. Stop picketing. If you want to really protest, if you want to do something really good... Go right now, call up everybody you know with a business, and tell them on the first of the month, we're all going to collectively open our businesses together. Because together you have power in numbers. That is my advice. Just to collectively say, F the government, I'm going to do what I want, I'm going to open my business. And you know what? The sad part is, that only works if you get everybody involved and everybody to do it. That's the only time it works. Because if only a few people do it, they'll get shut down, they'll get slapped with a bunch of fines. But if everybody does that, you got power in numbers. And that's how it's going to have to go down. Declassified docs show that Bin Laden wanted to kill Obama so totally unprepared Biden would be president. Even Bin Laden recognizes Joe's dementia, and this was a, a few years ago. Having a Biden president is a win for our enemies. The media reports is Osama Bin Laden wanted to make Joe Biden the president, according to a 2012 story Fox News just resurfaced. Our enemies would only want the most incompetent person in office. They would want somebody that's going to hurt the country. And somebody that would hurt the country is obviously, number one, a socialist. Number two, a socialist with dementia. Or an old crazy socialist with dementia that's probably going to have to hand it down to the VP. Which will just create massive unrest in the country. Just those things happening. Not even... If Biden becomes president and has a really weird VP pick, just that prospect alone will crash the economy because the markets will know. 
we got massive uncertainty coming into office. Just the, the future prospect of having him in office with a really weird VP choice, because we're gonna we're all gonna know if Biden wins, that VP is gonna eventually be president. Just that disruption of in politics happening will crash the country and crash the markets. And then once Biden either passes or suffers from serious dementia and we catch him wandering in the middle of the streets and the VP needs to take over, then then you're going to see massive, even bigger market crashes. Just having that uncertainty in our levels of government creates massive problems. So this article is saying the reason for concentration, uh, uh, concentrating on them, the Al-Qaeda leader explained to his top lieutenant is that Obama is the head of the infidel and killing him automatically will make Biden take over the presidency. Biden is totally unprepared for that post, which will lead the U.S. into a crisis. At the time, the administration officials said the Obama plot was never a serious threat. Obviously, getting to the president, Al-Qaeda getting to the president is a, is a very difficult feat for them to accomplish. I mean, obviously, doing a little terror attack here and there is one thing. But to get to the president, that's that's some serious stuff that I don't think Al-Qaeda has even near the capability of doing. Fox News told Market Wash that the story was published due to the new context of former vice president. Okay, so they just republished it, obviously, a hit on... Biden. Um, nothing, nothing else interesting happened about that. So in this video I have up on screen, Pelosi wipes the drooling snot out of her nose, puts her hands back on the podium and rubs it off with her hand. That's what Pelosi just did when talking about the COVID-19 crisis. These people, they want you to stay home. They want you to wear masks. As they wipe their dripping nose from their hands onto the house podium. Where do these people get off? Where do they get off? They're living in this fantasy world where it's rules for thee, not for me. She's not wearing a mask. She's not following. Who? What? What kind of timeline? First off, that's just basic hygiene that you don't do in a public setting, especially when other people are going to be at that house podium. She wipes the slobber off of her nose. Get a freaking tissue. Say, excuse me, sorry, you got that scarf on your neck. Use the scarf on your neck as something. Disgusting. Dis you know what? Maybe when she was younger, she wasn't as disgusting. But she's freaking 80 years old now. She's a, a babbling idiot. She's... Got an ice cream eating habit problem. <laughs> She's, it's, it's ridiculous. This is, this, is, this is the timeline we're living in right now. Where the, the leader of the House of Representatives, an elected politician, for the, for, a politician for, like what, like a few decades now, while talking about the health crisis, rubs her slobbery, gooey, snot all over her hands in the podium. I, I am lost for words. We need to get Nancy Pelosi quarantined. We need to put her in a bubble, lock her in her freaking mansion with her $50,000 freezers, give her a bunch of ice cream and booze, and just leave her there, and we'll check back on her in a couple years. That's what we need to do.
Listen to Trump humiliate this reporter. Okay. Respectfully, sir, you're the president, and people tuning into these briefings, they want to get information and guidance and want to know what to do. They're hey, not looking for Phil, rumors. Hey, Phil. I'm the president, and you're fake news. And you know what I'll say to you? I'll say very nicely, I know you well. I know you well, because I know the guy. I see what he writes. He's a total faker. So are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? It's just a suggestion from a brilliant lab by a very, very smart, perhaps brilliant man. He's talking about sun. He's talking about heat. And you see the numbers. So that's it. That's all I have. I'm just here to present talent. I'm here to present ideas. Because we want ideas to get rid of this thing. And if heat is good, and if sunlight is good, that's a great thing as far as I'm concerned. Go ahead. Now, you got to look at this guy's face. The defeated look and the beta male in his face when Trump just put his fake news butt in place is priceless. He did not say a word. Oh, sorry, I'm burping too much Red Bull. Ugh. He just knew his place. He knew he he just immediately submissive. It's like uh, when the Planet of the Apes movie, I don't know if apes really do this. They do that thing with their hand where they show dominance, where they got to rub in each other's hands to get approval from the leader. That's literally what he just did. He just bowed down and took it in the butt by Trump. And God bless Trump for, for standing up to this fake news. Because what Trump was doing in this instance was just presenting what... His people were saying and saying, this could work. We're going to look into this, look into that. And then this guy's trying to stump him. But why are you recommending things that aren't tested? No, Trump is just recommending. He's just telling us what we're working on that might become a recommendation in the future. He's giving an update. He's sharing the ideas. He's sharing what the experts are working on in solving this crisis. That's all that he's doing. But that's the problem. When Trump says, oh, we're going to work on this, we're going to work on that, we're going to look into this, we're going to look into that. The left takes it as, Trump wants you to do this, Trump wants you to do that. No, 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 no. Trump's saying, we're going to look into it. We're going to bring it to the smartest minds and see what they have to say. See what they can test out. See what they can debunk. But no, the left takes that all out of control, all out of sorts. Now, this is the clip that the left thinks that Trump told them to eat Tide Pods. Listen to this. Brian. Thank you very much. So I'll ask a question that probably some of you are thinking of if you're totally into that world, which I find to be very interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of lungs, so it'd be interesting to check that, so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. Now, all that Trump's saying is, 
these are some interesting things that could work, and we're going to have a doctor possibly look into it because it sounds interesting, and we could come up with some type of treatment or cure or preventative measures. That's all he's saying is, well, these are some interesting things that we should look into. That's what he's saying. Nowhere did Trump say, eat Tide Pods or inject Clorox to cure COVID-19. Only in the left's fairy tale land did this happen. And this is coming from Tide Pods was trending. It's not trending anymore at the time of filming this. Tide Pods and Clorox were both trending on Twitter because of that statement that I just showed you. Trump was also saying that the sunlight kills the coronavirus. And I posted a meme <laughs> saying, Trump. The sunlight kills coronavirus, Democrats, and it's a, a shot of Mr. Burns blocking out the sun over Springfield from The Simpsons. I don't know if you remember that episode, but it's literally going to be the Democrats once, once they find out that the coronavirus can't live in the sun. So Dan Bongingo, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, he, he said, Now that Trump has touted the potential <laughs> benefits of sunlight in combating the Wahoon virus, I expect the lib media to start lobbying for black holes and the destruction of our solar system. It's only a matter of time. I, I retweeted back, new headline. Man who took Trump's advice hurls himself into the, into the sun. Trump is to blame for his death. Now listen, this is, this is the thing. When somebody kills himself for drinking fish cleaner, That's not because Trump told them to drink fish cleaner. That's because Trump is saying hydroxychloroquine could be a possibly effective drug in commenting COVID-19. Then the left takes that. The media takes that. They run it and say, Trump's touting drug to be effective in curing COVID-19. And this drug is found in fish cleaner. Now, some idiot online, some idiot that's following the news, some dumb leftist drinks the freaking fish cleaner and dies. How is Trump to blame for that? Now, this is what's going to happen. If somebody eats Tide Pods and overdoses on Tide Pods, if someone injects their body with Clorox, Trump's not to blame for that. You idiot leftist, you idiot journalist, you idiot fake news who are making these comparisons that don't exist because you live in your fantasy reality. You're going to be to blame when somebody does something stupid like that. Because when Trump says, hmm, Maybe we should look into this, you know, if we, uh, you know, if, if the sunlight goes into people's bodies, you know, if we can get it in there, you know, maybe, maybe we can work something out for a cure or a preventative measure or it can help, Wh whatever it is. He's just spitballing ideas, some innovative ideas. He's an idea, man. Now, when somebody's sitting out on their roof for seven and a half days straight and they turn into a burnt Chris sardine, that's not on Trump. That's going to be on the fake media. <laughs> And it should be on the idiot for thinking that was an okay thing to do. Me personally, I've been in the sun more than usual. And that's just because I need to get the frick out of my house. Now this is the behind the scene footage of the nurse protest photo op. Watch this. You can see. Hi. So y'all can see. What's this flag say here? It's definitely not. Oh, oh. They're staging. I'm glad I got this. A stage, a stage media op. Look at that. Staged on Facebook Live. Don't publish it in your paper. You're a fraud. Oh, man. 
Now, what happened was, I'll explain it. So, there was a fake nurse with a sign and two photographers. And as soon as they're waiting for a red light, they quickly run out for the protest. They snap the photo, and then that's it. So the guy holds the sign, two people with the cameras run out, snap a bunch of photos, snap a bunch of this, and then they run off. And that was it. That, what kind of protest is that? It's not a protest. It's a staged photo op. It's a staged photo op by the media. And you know what happens now? Now, real nurses see that. Activists see that. Social justice warriors see that. They want, they think that's a real nurse because they're dumb and they can't see through the media lies. And now they go out and do it themselves. This is brainwashing, people. This is total brainwashing. You know what? I found it funny because you can tell which one's a staged photo shoot and which one's not. Because the staged photo shoots, surprisingly enough, has a, have more fit human beings than the real photo shoots, I guess, the real protests. Because I'm comparing and contrasting these where it's like, oh, this one's obviously real. This one's obviously fake. Oh, this is weird because in the fake one, the people pro the people with the signs seem pretty relatively fit. They're probably from some modeling agency, a local modeling agency. Then I look at the real ones and I'm like, oh my God, these people are hideous. I'm not trying to offend nurses. I'm sure there's a lot of beautiful nurses. I know a lot of beautiful nurses. I ain't going to lie. And I'm not one to fat shame. But then I'm looking at these and I'm like, dear Lord, where did these people come from? Just some of the ugliest, grotesque human beings in the world who are 200 pounds overweight, probably suffering from heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all the above. They're coming out protesting, telling Americans to stay home so they don't end up in the ICU rooms. You know what? Go on a diet, you nurses that are protesting and that are overweight, if you don't want to go and see your own ICU room when you're off duty. Because you're getting rushed there because you're diabetes. And I tell you that out of love. I don't tell you that out of hate. I don't tell you that out of shame. I tell you that out of actual concern for your health. And I'm telling everybody for concern of their health. If you're looking at yourself and you're thinking, you know what? I could lose a few pounds. Go for it. I'm not shaming you. Sometimes it's a little bit of tough love out there. I used to be fat myself. So there we go. I can make fun of fat people. I got the, I got the okay. And you know what? My weight fluctuates a little bit on and off. But at least I... I take a moment and I say, you know what? I'm, I've been going a little bit off track. Let me healthy myself up a little bit. I think, I, I think that's healthy advice. I think fat shaming to a certain extent, not to kids, to more of the adult population, I think fat shaming is healthy. That's my opinion. Because it's out of love. It's helping somebody realize they need to get their stuff together. You need to get on the right track. It's not, I think my, yeah, it's, I thought my girlfriend was texting me saying, stop talking, making fun of fat people. She doesn't like it when I do that. But I say, screw it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Raging Patriot. If you are listening to Apple, please give it five stars. Uh, the left is one star bombarding me. If you want to shoot me a text, send me some fan mail, 917-540-8768. You can shoot me a text. I'll keep you updated on things. You can send me questions. I might answer them on the show. I might answer them in the text with you. Uh, also, if you can, please share this episode to your friends. Send it to your friends. I, I love doing this daily show. Send it to your friends. Subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. Um, you know, I'll be here every single day. Uh, you'll, I'll never take a day off. I, I, I promise you. And if I do, then I, I, pro I probably have COVID-19. I'm probably sick and dying. 
but yeah thank thank you for tuning i, I appreciate you go listen to another episode if you listen to this this far then then you need help you need to go to my other episodes peace out